Hey, I'm Angie. And I'm Emily. Being a creative person in the corporate space can be really tough, and we should know. Join us to talk about how to be a right brain in a left-brained world. It's The Artist at Work. You had an aha. I have an idea. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I believe that what we want to talk about here is that we were lied to uh, in the 90s. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> I think that we were lied to. In the 90s, all of the pop culture was like ad agencies, right? Or people were, um, everyone was an architect. or <laughs> yeah. And they had these cool lives and they were really rich and had cool apartments. Um, or they were, they were actual artists. <laughs> like my three dads. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Uh- Wait, is it my three? No, 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 no. You've, you've, you've got, you've married two of them. There's my two dads and there's three men and a baby. Little lady. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's they, what I'm thinking of. You know, we just watched that movie like two months ago. I so bought it we. on Amazon. We watched all three, two or three of them that movie's in a funny. row. That movie's funny. And we did a puzzle and watched it. That's, you yeah. know what? Quarantine life, man. Oh my God. That's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, I, three I remember. Three men and a little lady. <laughs> We were lied to and we were, you know, growing up as, as creative kids, or at least this has been my experience. Um, I was sort of told like, oh, you can be a writer when you grow up or you can be an artist. And when I, when I got to my first corporate job, I sort of thought that I had failed um, because I wasn't pursuing this big, bold, dangerous, brave writing life out on my own. I have freelanced at various points in my career, but I have largely remained at a corporation and that felt like failure to me. And I have had to spend a lot of time reframing that. And so there's really no shame in like pursuing that path. It is just absolutely not where I thought I would be when I was watching Three Men and a Little Lady in 1994. (laughs) Well, yeah, you should have had that apartment by now. What what were they, 30? (sighs) Yeah. uh (laughs) Maybe 28. I know. Um, Yeah. I mean, I always thought you know, you're a little girl and they ask you what you're going to be when you grow up. Um, and I always said artist. Um, and I definitely thought that meant drawing, coloring, painting, fine artistry. Um, but then when it was time to pick a major in college or when you're, you know, I'd worked on the yearbook and I had played with Cork Express and um, the, I think version one of Photoshop. So I definitely thought graphic design was the move for me. Turns out it was, and it was a really wonderful path. And um, I think it was a really great way to use my skills. But what that looked at like when I got out of school and then have applied it to different roles, I think I'm one of the lucky ones, right? I am doing what I studied or I was. (laughs) Um, So I took my design skills and I made, you know, cookie and cheese packaging. I took my design skills and I made websites. I took my skills, I made infographics. Um, And then I think, you know, you start to think like, is this it? Like, is there more? Um, And for me, I I think that's why I had my, you know, career pivot this year was because I sort of outgrew that. And I think I'm bigger than that part of an artist. I'm, I'm an artist who can help other artists now is sort of how I'm thinking about it. I think that's really smart. And I think that, you know, you're a perfect example, especially now of these paths all looking really different for all of us. And, you know, your job now didn't exist when we were in school. 
Totally. Yep. Or if it did, I always got the impression that it was like ladies in suits who were like, you know, telling you how to speak up a little bit louder or something like that. Not Lululemon in sports <laughs> bras. <laughs> no. With I no think- makeup and curly hair because that's the world I'm going for. Yeah. I, I slept in this shirt. <laughs> it's 2.30 in the afternoon. Um, yeah, I think that again, like all of this as the creative process itself is, it's, it's an evolution and, you know, being able to find our strengths and grow them within whatever career we end up pursuing is, is awesome. And a real, a gift that comes along with being a quote unquote creative person. Um, yeah. And and I think that like the idea that you can reinvent yourself. Like there's so many skills as a creative person and different paths you can take. Um, I could have easily pivoted my career and went toward the UX design portion or digital, more digital focused um, and really, you know, dove in, took courses and, you know, reconfigured my path um, to, you know, hone in on a skill. But I think that's, you just learn where your passions are as you take these jobs and what you like and what you don't like. And I think it's just as valuable to learn what you don't like along the way as well. A zillion percent. And, you know, as creatives and artists, I think that like a real gift that many of us have is that we're curious and exploring all these different paths and figuring out sort of where our talents align with those, you know, disparate opportunities is awesome and so fun to be able to do. Entirely. And, you know, as an ex-hiring manager, um, finding a person or a writer, a project manager, an account person, a designer, I was fundamentally looking for someone who was curious, someone who had great questions, somebody who pushed the limit, somebody who asked why, and then asked why again. Um, not from a place of trying to stir up, um, stir up anything, just for the fact that they wanted to get to a better solution. And I feel like um, I really cultivated a team that um, really, really zoned in on that curiosity because I focused on it when I was building the team. Um, because I do think it's so important for creative people to. Um, really look inside themselves because we are rather introspective and probably the hardest on ourselves. So Emily, can you just tell the audience kind of like how we arrived at this podcast, why we're, it's called the artist at work. Um, and just a little bit about where we're going. Yeah. Um, uh, at my previous job, my, my office mate, who is still a, a good friend of mine, had asked me, she's a a published children's book author and has all of these cool creative pursuits and was working in this corporate copywriting job, um, just almost as though in a completely parallel path to a totally robust and successful creative career. And I found it fascinating and was always annoying her with questions about how are you doing this? And this is so cool. And I mean, I'm 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 so sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Um, But she asked me if I had ever read or gone through any of the exercises in this book called The Artist's Way, which is a 30 year old book by a woman named Julia Cameron. Um, She talks about how to unblock yourself creatively. At the beginning of this year, 2020, even before 
2020 rocked all of our worlds, I was on the precipice of a very large sort of existential, spiritual, and mostly creative crisis. I hesitate to call it my midlife crisis, but it was. Um, and so I, I started, I bought this book and of course it sat on the shelf for months and months and months. And then um, in the spring, I decided that I was going to, to actually read it and do the exercises. And I had been doing it for maybe uh, a week. What happened? Yeah. Uh, you're, you're, you're... Then we started week. doing it together. Yep. I was like, I, we were talking and I was like, have you read this? This is kind of cool. And I'm very skeptical of any sort of like woo woo self-help things. Um, but the sort of the fundamental exercise in this book is called morning pages. Neither of us are morning people. Um, and yet we have, we have made it sort of a, a habit and a, and a, a, a diligent um, effort to journal for three pages longhand every morning. Um, and it really unlocks a lot of cool creative stuff for you. And one of the things, the themes that kept recurring in my own journaling was kind of how to be a creative artist in a corporate job and what that looks like and why it isn't failing and why um, there are many different ways to be a creative and be an artist. And so I think working through this book certainly helped us both realize that a lot of people probably felt and feel similar to how we do um, and might need a little help getting unstuck or at least having conversations about what it's like to be a creative person in a corporate world. Totally. And I, I don't know if there's maybe language or resources around this information um, about the feelings, right? So you might have one-off conversations with a friend or a coworker who's going through a similar situation, but globally, if you zoom out, I think there's broader themes here, right? So that's kind of what we want to dive into. And really um, working through that book had really did unlock things in both of us. Yeah. It definitely gave me a little more motivation and focus for my, um, my business, Chuck Plus Coaching. But it also gave me um, all these kind of like circular... Uh, paths that didn't really seem to come together until very recently. And that's, again, what we always talk about with the creative process is you might go down all these different rabbit holes and eventually you're going to come up the right one and it's going to all come together. And that's a cool thing about being a creative person is just letting that flow through you and understanding and trusting that you're going to get there. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that, you know, we spend the first, the, the formative years of our lives being praised for creativity. And then all of a sudden, when you get into traditional work environments, a lot of the time, um, you're asked to not, to, to be a little more traditional. And I think that that has always been very hard for me. It's been hard for you. Um, and I think that it's hard for a lot of people to sort of, you know, reconcile these, like what, what often people think of as sort of soul sucking corporate jobs, um, when all they want to do is be out painting a mural on a wall or something like that. Um, but there are <laughs> if ways. You can, if you can paint murals, you find a way to do that. That's so freaking cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but there are ways to sort of figuratively paint murals within your workplace. And we had, we certainly, we worked together for almost six years and found many, many opportunities to do the, just that in the time that we worked together. Some of them were really little, some of them were really big, some of them were really stupid. Um, but almost from the moment that we met, we had a, we hit it off and had a wonderful creative partnership um, as a writer and a designer um, and sort of together like an idea factory. 
And being able to, to do that with somebody in, um, those environments and elevate and socialize that sort of thinking in an organization, um, especially as large as the one where we worked, I think is really fun and powerful and something that I never knew that I wanted to do or cultivate myself. And I think when you can, you know, infuse yourself into culture that way, the way we were luckily able to do, it does give you a different appreciation for a corporate workplace because you can actually make change. You can bring enthusiasm, you can bring culture, you can bring, um, you know, humility and jokes. And it really, really makes going to work much more fun. And I have taken those lessons and taken them with me from that job and tried to infuse that into anything else I did after that. Um, Because that truly did make your day so much better feeling like I'm going to go to work. I'm going to do the, like the boring stuff, the hard stuff, but I also get to be with my friends or I also get to laugh about something very silly that we're going to turn into a creative campaign or we're going to make into a video for thousands of people to see on stage. Absolutely. And I think too, that's an important point about teams. A solo creative life can be really lonely. Um, And having collaborators that you haven't selected, but that that hiring managers and previous employees have selected um, is a really nice way to sort of extend and and morph your creative thinking. Um, If I had remained in my unsuccessful freelance career, I would have bounced off the walls. Um, And I would not have been able to expose myself to different ways of thinking to many of the collaborators with whom I've worked over the years. And that's pretty fun. Um, There is a lot to be said for staying in that cubicle because, you know, as much as you kind of bemoan having to put real pants on, and I say this as somebody who hasn't put real pants on in six months, um, but in other times, you know, putting real pants on and going somewhere as as much of a slog as it can be, um, having those A, bright spots, B, the opportunities and see the audience, I think are really, um, they're worth their weight in gold. And I think that it's really makes the case for remaining in a corporate gig. So I think I do not live in a house with Tom Selleck painted on the wall in whimsical line drawings. Um, And I don't have a drafting table with like, you know, there was that show Caroline in the city. She was a cartoonist and that was a very cool apartment. Well, that was very cool. Where did they get all the money in the nineties? That's what I'm saying. I know. And all of these creative careers that never really, you know, panned out for a lot of us, I think were, (laughs) were, but we, we found different paths, you know? And I think that we, it's taken me a long time to appreciate that I have experienced an absolutely insane amount of privilege and luck in my own career. Um, to be able to be at a point where I get to be very, very creative and off the wall daily. Um, but also understanding that I've done a lot of envelope pushing. I think that's an awesome point. Um, I also think you spoke a little bit right there to uh, putting in your time, right? You yeah. had a, you know, you came out of school, you did some jobs, you loved or didn't love, and you moved on. And with that experience, you got to be a little bolder each time. So I think um, if you're young in your career, if you're just just starting as a creative professional, if you've pivoted and you are looking um, you know, for things to speed up, I think you just need to give yourself a break and understand that um, with time, you're going to get more confident. You're going to, you're going to have bolder ideas. You're going to want to push yourself. Um, so 
all that envelope pushing, you know, kind of work that you have to do or, you know, busy work, essentially, it could feel like is getting you ready for something bigger. And I think that's super important to think about. To build on that, I think um, another really great thing that's always helped me is to kind of find a buddy, right? Find someone you can commiserate with, vent to, and be creative with. Um, my my favorite jobs um, have always had a a person, right? A, a go-to person who almost always ends up being my best collaborator because you get each other on like a very personal level, but then you can get shit done too, right? You can, you can connect in a way that you're at work, you got to do work, but then you have formed a friendship and a bond that makes that work so much stronger. Um, I've had this in, very lucky to have had this um, three distinct times, Emily being one of them. And it is, it's kind of life-changing. And I think um, we're lucky, you know, we're in different cities and not working together anymore, but we um, will continue to find ways to collaborate probably forever because um, you don't find those people all the time. I just got goosebumps. I mean, Aww. co-sign on everything Angie said. Um, and to the introverts uh, among us, find somebody like Angie who will adopt you, um, which is what happened to me and has been like foundationally, <laughs> like the, the, the base of so many of my friendships over the years. Um, and she's like, just to build on that real quick, I legitimately made her my friend. Yeah, it's absolutely true. And I was like fully on board for the ride. I was like, this is cool. I love this. I don't have to do any of the like, weird, awkward friend-making work that is so challenging for me um, as somebody who isn't like a super extrovert um, or at all an extrovert. Um, but yeah, I think that like finding your person is is so amazing. Um, and I think that we've, we've, you know, again, we don't work together anymore. We do stuff like this all the time. We have had so many, you know, whether it's been like wine-fueled nights of like creative ideation for just like funny, goofy little side projects. It's really, you know, funneling your creativity and your energy into that. Um, it does not become a time suck. It becomes a time add um, because it is such a valuable source of inspiration and joy um, to work alongside somebody who you just really kind of click with on all levels. And so I think that that's been, you know, a true gift of my certainly professional life and my personal one too. Totally. And it, and those little side things, those little you know, evenings of doing something, even if it's like, um, you know, cross-stitching or I don't know, making succulent farms or whatever we've done through the years, basket weaving probably. Um, did a, a letterpress class. That was cool. Oh, we, we did. Yes. Yeah. Um, they, fill you, they fill up your creative tank. So when you start to drain at work because you're bored or you're doing projects that feel soul sucking or all the personality you put into something is getting stripped away with rounds and rounds of revisions. You fill your cup back up with those, you know, those other things, your creative cup. And um, I think that's been really important to me too um, through the years. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, it's been, it's, it's great. And, you know, I think if we can leave you with, with a little bit of just kind of like summarized advice, it's, it's look for things, right? Find things. Um, whether that's tiny little spots of joy, whether that is little tiny jokes and things, whether that's big opportunities to 
um, talk to a, a huge audience of people you wouldn't normally reach or whether that's just finding your, your creative pal. Um, all of those things are as again, curious artistic people, fun and easy for us to go on those missions. Um, so just keep, get that again, get the magnifying glass out. There's a lot out there to see um, in very unexpected places that are as on the surface as boring as a traditional old tiny workplace that is again, not your cool 1990s timber loft in a large <laughs> metropolis. <laughs> well said. And if you haven't seen the movie, Three Men and a Little Lady. Yes, uh -huh. that is your I action item. That is your action item. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Artist at Work. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Instagram and Twitter under the handle at artist at work pod. And our website is theartist-atwork.com. We'll see you next time.